With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. cinema created by she her how we doing out there good great grand and yand hey yand wonderful as you see on your screen your dial whiskey mountain whiskey mountain we are limping to the finish line for the seventh installment the seven parter that we embarked on here at ella cinema the worst podcast in the history of podcasts the worst the absolute worst I don't even want to be here right now. I like the film, but Jesus, I like to do other things. Oh my goodness. Yeah, seventh film in the Bill Griffey collection. He came from the swamp. Arrow Video presents He Came from the Swamp, the William Griffey collection. Uh, For someone who didn't, when, when I cracked this open, I was like, oh man, I, we're... I, I I just need to balance myself out with, like, you know, the reason why I go to cinema. Like, uh, what did I just watch? It was so good. Oh, The French Dispatch. I like The French Dispatch, the new Wes Anderson one. I got to watch films like that that remind me of why I like going to the cinema. And I would prefer on some level to talk. I mean, it would just be nicer to talk about these films, uh, the William Griffey collection, these films with someone as opposed to, you know, spinning your yarn by yourself. <laughs> I'm only saying that because it's the seventh one and I don't want to be here. I'm just being a negative Nancy. I apologize. Because if I'm not excited about it, then why would you be? But I am, though. I think I've told you on every, uh, all six, six leading up to this, I put it on going, this is going to be crap. And on some level, yes, of course, you know, it's a low-budget regional film. It's a regional film that didn't get, you know, fucking universal and paramount and shit type of release um 
but they're still like enjoyable popcorn flicks. Like even my chick was popping her head up from time to time and being like, that's hilarious. I was like, isn't it? so fucking funny you want to know what's not hilarious is fucking seven minutes of go-go dancing now i must say it was nice on whiskey mountain that we didn't uh we didn't have a five minute long fucking go-go dance sequence that made me all of a sudden feel racist in my heart for whatever reason so let's get to it the seventh the seven parter the seventh installment of the William Griffey collection. Sheer terror, I tell you. Killer sharks and human jellyfish and living mummies. Oh my. Aero Video is proud to present the first ever collection of works by William Wild Bill Griffey, the maverick filmmaker who braved the deep, dark de- depths of the Florida Ever- Everglades to deliver some of the most outrageous exploitation fare ever to go go dance its way across drive in screens. Read this seven times and you think I would have got it right but I still can't I'm such a stupid idiot worst podcast ever I can't still can't even read it without stumbling through it because I'm trash bringing together seven of Griffey's most outlandish movies plus a feature length document documentary on the filmmaker's career he came from the he came from the swamp the William Griffey collection packs in a menacing menagerie of demented jellyfish men Sting of death if you listen to the first installment. Yes, Jelly Wolf, Jellyfish Man. I, uh, it's so fun. <laughs> I thought. Uh, Zombified Witch Doctors, another good one, which was uh, The Death Curse of Tattoo. Homicidal Hippies with the Hook Generation and Seductive Matrons with the Naked Zoo. Not to mention the ubiquitous go-go dancing yet. We heard you. To create one of the most wildly entertaining box sets of all time. And you know what? Did not disappoint. Did not disappoint. And we went out with a bang with uh, Whiskey Mountain. Went out with a bang with it. So Whiskey Mountain came out in 77. Very fucking grindhouse um, feel to it. And uh, starts out with like a four minute motocross sequence. Because you know... (sighs) When we're going with the credits in a Bill Griffey film, they're going to be kind of long. And we're going to drive home the point of why this is going to be um, useful later in the film. Which, of course, I'm not going to spoil anything for you. Because, again, turn me around. Just like he, uh, Bill Griffey turned me around. Or, in, in this case, uh, the screenplay by Nicholas Spanos and William Griffey. Turn me around at the end. Thought it's now... Th- Two for sure, which uh, I believe the Naked Zoo and uh, this one where the ending, I mean, all of the endings just have this very blunt force trauma (laughs) that you're like, oh shit, And, and Whiskey Mountain was no different. So what is Little Whiskey Mountain, 1977 American Exploitation Horror Film? Direct. I guess it's kind of a horror film, I guess. Directed by William Griffey, starring Christopher George, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, Christopher George, Preston Pierce, Roberta Collins, Linda Borgensen, uh, William Griffey, regular John Davis Chandler, um, and I must say, John Davis Chandler, I loved um, 
his acting in this and his character turn from uh we'll just say fucking bumfuck nowhere hillbilly into entrepreneur entrepreneur will we uh Two couples, Bill and Diana, Dan and Jamie, travel into the rural mountains of North Carolina on a motorcycle, motorcycling trip. Wait a minute. Let's read the back. Listen to all these bonus features and stuff. Hold on one second. Uh, Yeah. Whiskey Mountain sees a group of young people set off into the wilderness on a treasure hunt, only to find themselves menaced by a gang of unhinged backwood drug dealers. All right. Well, I guess that whole character turn that I was talking about John Davis Chandler well there you go 2k restoration of Whiskey Mountain extended cut of They Came From the Swamp the films of William Griffey yeah two hour uh, just in the in the life of William Griffey which was a nice bonus feature on here uncompressed audio for was uh, yep uh, commentary with William Griffey. He did it solo this time. The ones previous, we had Frank Henenlotter on there, which was awesome for a fucking piece of garbage nerd like me. And uh, so anyway, uh, I believe it's Diana that uh, has a grandpapa who uh, had some guns stored back from the olden days. In the olden times, I believe, like Civil War guns that may be worth a lot of money. And uh, they intend to search a region of uh, the region for a number of antique Civil War rifles, which Diana has a familiar connection to, having ancestors from the region. The rifles are believed to be concealed in a cave on Whiskey Mountain. While stopping at a general store, well, hold on, let's, let's get there. Uh, yeah, so it's it's. They go on a little treasure hunt, and they bring their bikes to go on the mountain, hence the four-and-a-half-minute fucking motocross sequence in the beginning. Um, And I'm that's a good hook for me in terms of, uh, uh, you know, like if you're seeing a film like this and you know going into it it's kind of like... I didn't know anything going into it. I it just if I I looked at the cover, you know, because I it, it, when you're obligated to do it, fuck it. Like why why am I gonna I'm about to find out? Fuck around and find out, you know. Quote Hunter, fuck around and find out. And it just looked bananas, <laughs> and it was. And it, the, it was so hilarious that back in the day, the you know this was '77, that. Uh, a film like this could be rated PG, and it's not that it's overly violent. You see tons of blood or anything like that, which you do see uh, a little blood. But some of the darker shit. So, like in their travels across the treasure hunt, they come across an old man. Uh, who's the old man? Robert Leslie, who earlier in the film, so they're camping out. They've embarked on their adventure to find the Civil War guns. I just watched Civil War with my uh, chick, the uh, Captain America Civil War. That's just a pretty decent film. Side note to the Civil War. Anyway, <laughs> the the Civil War sucked. The like actual Civil War that was terrible. Um, but so they're camping out, and uh, I I believe it's Jamie. She gets her panties stolen. During the night, because of course, they're, as they're camping out, you know, we've already, uh, has 
blown that they come across some drug dealers. Well, there's a mysterious figure that lurks about when they're camping out uh, overnight um, in the in the backwoods, and her panties get stolen. First of all, they don't leave. <laughs> you know, like your 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 panties just don't go missing. Like the bear doesn't just come and grab the panties and take off. The 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 animal doesn't doesn't take a little whiff take a little sniff and fucking just take off with the panties that's not how that works but they press on which you know it's a it's a movie sean yeah i got it but i don't know like for a movie being rated pg <laughs> and having the panties stolen we'll get there we'll circle back to the old man um but they press on they keep continue on they come to another cabin where this is where the old man dwells and hilarious uh, enough when they meet the old man uh, Bill, Diana, Dan, and Jamie. Uh, they, they walk into the cabin because you know this is this is white people shit, and it's the fucking seventies. All oh, the doors unlock. Well, we'll just wait for someone to get home or whatever. And uh, one of the girls goes upstairs, and this creepy old man, again played by Robert Leslie, just starts hooting and hollering. She's screaming, he's screaming, and it's this is uncomfortable. Well, they the 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 men like with a a nod and a wink, a wink and a nod befriend this old man but get this this is after they find the panties of jamie on his person <laughs> and i was as I, I kind of my brain went uh, uh uh what and even if you are okay so like the whole friendship thing like is not not big friends uh but it even after that so after you find the panties, which was a scene, you know, like the Jamie during that scene is like, what the fuck's going on? Like, what, like why, why, why are you just throwing away my concern for where my panties went? You know, and now later you find this old man who has them and you befriend him so that you can find the fish so that you can feed yourself while you're in the backwood mountains. It's okay that he took the panties i don't know my a pg uh, pg movie rated pg and b my brain just went wow you can't be friends with him ever 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 <laughs> stole the panties it's so fun. anyway um so you know the they befriend him even with a nod and a wink that i still think that's outlandish you can't do that Wrong. If for nothing else, your girl's honor, even if that's toxic thinking. So you stole your panties. All right, get off of it, Sean. They finally get to the cave. They finally get to the cave where the uh, guns are supposed to be hidden. And what did they find? Well, not the guns. Well, not the guns. I should, you know, I should back up a bit. The first drugstore that they, uh, the only drugstore in this bumfuck hick town where they're they're traveling to, uh, of course they get harassed, you know, because they're city slicker queers, you know, or whatever they said, you know, some racist, racist fucking shit that they were talking, hippie fucking city, city folk don't know nothing about being in the backwoods here. Well, you see John uh, Davis Chandler for the first time. Uh, I mean, I mean, I mean, as Rudy, but he, you don't know him as Rudy just yet. Um, but very backwoods seems to be the mastermind of the hooligans that were hanging out in the, um, the convenience store that, uh, all, 
all of a sudden just go out and start creeping out a sleeping Jamie in the car. And, you know, they're fucking pressing their face against the window of the car and just making whatever, just being uncomfortable, being backwood uncomfortable. Like, oh, you never seen a car before, you know, as you sit at the gas station. You fuck. I'm sorry, I hate hillbillies, all of them. They're the worst. I take any... I would put up with anything else other than the unintelligent hillbilly. Ugh. Anyway, where were we? Yeah, the drugstore comes up because you see fucking Rudy for the first time, John Davis Chandler, who is playing a, a bit dumb. Now, fast forward to the cave where they're supposed to be finding the guns, and what they find, fucking garbage bags full of weed tons of tons of fucking weed and then a voice coming from the darkness of the cave which it says get out or I'll kill you that's what it was so they leave and wouldn't you know it the the gang of hoodlums that we saw earlier at the convenience store now uh, hold all four captive and John Davis Chandler uh is now very, I don't want to say soft-spoken, but very smooth-talking, very intelligent-talking, as uh, as he was not at the drugstore. And I thought that that turn, but more importantly, seeing a different side of John Davis Chandler, who we've seen in previous films, uh, William Griffey films, which kind of has... I mean, two or three films specifically a redundant quality where he's kind of an idiot, you know, whereas now he's fucking a mastermind. He's drug running out of these bumfuck hills. And I liked it. I liked it. I was like, oh, shit. And it gave it some credence. Like the, the not that uh, Christopher George, Preston Pierce, Roberta Collins and Linda Bort Borgeson weren't uh, good on their own. They were, especially like what the film is like. It doesn't require a whole lot of dialogue. I think there's this. Everything has to have this Tarantino fucking Aaron Sorkin rhythm to it, and with, with an abundance of words. And that's not always the case. In fact, I think it makes it more eerie more often than not if there's less dialogue. Now, not not all the time. It depends on what the fucking story is. But here, I. I felt like the actors weren't given enough because we have two, two or three very similar scenes in terms of like, you know, should we go on? Yes, we should go on. Is everybody sure? Yes, we're all sure. You know, have a convincing or two scene. Hence the panties, and uh, and two different cabin hideouts. I, I believe two different cabins that they get to. Um. And now they're held captive. Another William, if remind me of the Hook generation in terms of how it was shot and um, the banter between the captors and the captees, um, which was fine. Like you know, for what the movie is supposed to be, you know, is what it is. Um, and uh, we'll just well, I can tell you a little bit, can I? I can, just a little bit, right? Uh, while camping overnight, the four are unknowingly watched by an unseen figure. In the morning, they find they're woken to find their... Oh, yeah, I forgot about the campsite. They got just set on fire, and they don't fucking... They don't leave. 
they go, oh, we must have not snuffed out the campfire. And I believe it's uh, the bill that's like, no, I'm pretty sure I snuffed that motherfucker out last night. Like, 100%. I was the last one up, and I killed the fire. And they're like, well, obviously you didn't because you just set half the forest on fire. Which, a lot of the fire looked real, and I was kind of like, old school filmmaking just burned down 25 trees for the sake of a film. (laughs) Can't do that anymore. Uh, What was that movie? Sorry, just to kind of left turn here. Oh, Angelina Jolie was in it. I think... uh... Sheridan or other script, Tyler Sheridan. Oh, Those Who Wish Me Dead. Um, There's a sequence in that where literally an entire forest is burning. And while it, because of what it looked like, it kind of was distracting to me and, and, and detracted away from the film as a whole. And... I feel like a piece of shit for saying that because you can't just because it lacked realism. You know, I was like, oh, it kind of takes me out of the film. And then I'm sitting over here going, well, you can't set a forest on fire. So maybe you should be a little bit more forgiving. And to this very moment, as I'm considering it, I still don't know how I feel about it. Like on the one hand, it's like, well, yeah, but if it's going to if I'm going to go, Ugh, you have to one, find a way to shoot it where I don't go. Oof. If you if it's gonna be all CG because you can't burn down a forest, or you just don't need to do that scene. Now for this particular movie, those who wish me dead, I you kind of had to like she was a fucking like it fit it, it was a part of her character and everything. Blah, blah, blah. But yeah, kind of took it out of me. Well, rewind to nineteen seventy seven for Whiskey Mountain, and we set I if I wasn't going to exaggerate, and I'm just going to eyeball ten. F- Ten trees on fire. That's not good. That's not okay. <laughs> For sake of film. But again, I can't, you know, I as I've aforementioned, I'm not going to hold a film from 1977 and say it's, and, and trash it because it lacks 2021, 2021 values. That's, I, one, you're going to take yourself out of a film every single time. If you go back and you watch something from the 50s or 60s and you're like, oh, my God, why isn't this film woke enough? It's because it's the fucking 50s and 60s, dude. I think in Psychedelic Priest, uh, which was the fourth or fifth installment of this William Griffey collection, there is one line that is so blatantly racist <laughs> that like, yeah, I, it hurt my soul to hear out, out loud. <laughs> like, uh, I, would you like me to recollect that line? I'm paraphrasing now, but I believe the female lead in that when discussing her uh, hitchhiking horror stories said that she got picked up, she got raped, she got pregnant, and luckily she was able to have an abortion, I believe, and she says the line, I don't know what I would have done if it was a colored baby. I was like, what the fuck? You know, but... I can't, it, it would be unfair to me if I'm going to, and I don't, it, I what I'm about to say. If I'm going to call myself a critic, I don't. I, I know that this is what this show comes across as, but it's more promotion and just having fun. I'm not a critic. I know nothing. I'm not a smart person. I Just if you want to have an hour and a half to two hours of fun, I'm going to tell you how. That's what this show's for. <laughs> um, 
But it would be unfair of me to be like, oh, well, Whiskey Mountain's trash because you fucking set 10 trees on fire. So I, anyway. But, but, it also enhanced the scene. <laughs> you know, like, I was like, oh, shit. Fucking whole campfire's on fire. They didn't do it. I know they didn't do it. That fucking goddamn mysterious figure lurking upon the woods. He did it. He did it. Um, there's a couple twists in this film. Um, I can't believe I forgot about the forest fire. That's definitely in my notes, too. After a series of other near mishaps, the group... Oh, yeah, what about the fucking... The crossing of the... Because I'm not going to tell you the end end. Because, again, the... Uh, I think the last few... And I've said it on the show before. Um, you can... If the premise is just kind of weak on its own, like, or at least like I, I have watched a premise similar to this enough times. Like, you know, man versus man versus nature is nothing is nothing new, right? So, if I'm going to watch something like this, you can make up for an entire film uh, with a few frames. Me, I know, easy to please for me. Just a few frames, you can fucking, and you do do it in this. So I won't tell you about that, but I will. We'll spoil a couple things because, and another thing too, you got to consider this, like some of the big things that I'm telling you, for for instance, with the the fire, all practical. They really set, you know, some trees on fire, just like this sequence where they get to a point in their travels where they have to cross a, uh, some raging rapids and they got bikes now, they got bikes, they got their motocross bikes now and they got four of them now. You can't, uh, it's hard to, even in a controlled setting, which a a lot of Bill Graffay's films, they they didn't have the uh, necessary, and nor did the 70s in general, but definitely on, you know, smaller budget films like this, the safety was not perhaps up to snuff as it would be nowadays. And even less so because it was a regional film without money. They, you know, Bill Graffray said, we're grabbing this camera and we're filming some shit. And you either need to be down for the challenge or you can't be in this film, you know. So not that anything was overly crazy in this rapid sequence and transferring the bikes over via a raft and a pulley system, which to, uh, you know, add... uh, Credence to the villain. Of course, the villain cuts the pulley while there's people on it. Now, back to the practicality. Um, There's really actors and a motocross bike on a raft that is trying to be pushed away by the rapids. This is you know, this is real. This is not this is not CG green screen. You know, the Rock and Disney type stuff. This is this is the hard nitty gritty without <laughs> without a whole lot of safety uh, considered in some of these moments, and which is another fun thing to watch. I do think, on some level, if we're just talking maybe a nature thing or uh, specifically in hand to hand combat, I really just wish that we would step it up in the states and lessen some of the restrictions, and you know maybe look at China, even though I know China's taboo right now in the entertainment industry but look at china and at least how they do those particular sequences you know they, they, 
there are people that would get hit, which would sell. What are you talking about, Sean? Well, sell the effects, sell the practicalness, and there's people that could take a punch or two, as they do in some of the Asian countries. Anyway, anyway, Whiskey Mountain, stumble upon weed instead of guns. What will happen? What will happen? Uh, I'll tell you this. I will tell you this. Not all of them make it out alive. And I think it will surprise you in how the last the uh, last 20, 20 or so minutes go. If you are not um, convinced or sold by the seven... I've done now seven episodes to promote the He Came From The Swamp, the William Griffey collection from Arrow Video, packed to the gills, baby, with bonus features, packed to the gills. The, I'm, I'm, I think I said it, I can't remember, on one of the shows, but nowadays, at least how people watch films, I think this this has so much on it, it would take you a good, if you're not a psychopath like me, it would you have two months of entertainment with this. A month. A month for sure of entertainment with this. If you went through the bonus features, more than a month. But if you were to... I just... Fun. Fun. Dark. Dark and fun. Um, if you do not want to, you know, get the physical for 50, 60 bucks or whatever it is, um, you need more convincing outside of me babbling about it. Well... All of these films are on Tubi, T-U-B-I, uh, and uh, if you don't want to spend the, how about Aeroplayer? You can do Aeroplayer. It's like ten bucks a month. Do the Aeroplayer, and you can watch all of these films and the bonus features if you're not into the whole physical media thing. But I can't do that. Something about that makes me uncomfortable. Watch it like, oh, I I just bought the special edition digital. Uh, no, if it's a special edition, I want to hold that motherfucker so as we come to a close i can tell you this box set is a lot of fun mate a lot of fun but they're on tubi and the arrow player if you don't do the physical media thing he came from the swamp the william Griffey collection closing with whiskey mountain and don't forget the documentary uh they came from the swamp which is about Bill Grafay's career. Arrow Video. He came from the swamp. The William Grafay Collection, bruh. Worst podcast in the history of podcasts.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.